Welcome to the D.A.R.E. podcast, where it is all about helping people overcome anxiety and panic attacks. The D.A.R.E. app has over 1 million downloads and is free to download at dareresponse.com. Now, without further ado, here is the D.A.R.E. podcast. Here I am, ready to answer some anxiety questions. We had a, <laughs> like what, 30 or something questions that were presented, something like that? What did we get? No, we didn't get so many this time. Did you a little less than usual? Yes, definitely. So I tried to categorize them, um, but they were not so, so, yeah, not so similar that we could categorize a lot of them. But since we don't have so many, maybe we can just run through them each at a time. Sure. And, you know, if anybody's on and didn't get a chance to send in a question, if you have a similar one, post it in the chat. We'll take questions in the chat and questions that were sent in. You guys come on enough of these webinars, you'll see, you're gonna hear a lot of the same questions, a lot of similar answers. Um, I know there's always new people joining, but y'all eventually get like the overall attitude shift uh, that comes with DARE. Yeah. It's almost like brainwashing, right? (laughs) The DARE DARE brainwash. (laughs) You just need to hear the same story a thousand times. It's gonna sink in. Okay, joke aside, uh, should we just head right in, Michelle? Sure. Okay. Will my fear of medication ever go away? <laughs> so much to say about this. <laughs> Michelle, when does the fear go away? When you stop trying to get rid of it. I sh- we should actually ask, because I know there's people on here that's like, know the answers, right? Replace medication with anything, because who's not scared of medication, but you're scared of something else? Mm-hmm. Right. Will my fear of right? blank ever go away? Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, you see, ask yourself, what am I afraid of? Um, I assume it's the side effects, and just try to be a little bit rational about it. It really does help to think. Okay, the side effects could happen, but if they happen, are they lethal? Right? Is there? But if, if that medication is good for me and I need it, and even if I get the side effects, it's not that I'm totally out of control and it's going to kill me instantly, right? right? So I can deal with that trust in your body, in your mind, that you can deal with whatever comes your way. And if it is something that is too bad, you just don't take it anymore, right? But without trying and trusting yourself that you can handle what comes your way, the fear will not go away. Usually fears don't just go away by themselves, right? Right. And remember, fear is not attached to what you're afraid of. And if you just kind of get this process, that's why we can kind of talk about fear of uh, anything out there in the world. Fear isn't from the medication, right? Every time I take medication, I feel fear. Remember, your body sends you fear. Your alarm sends you fear if you've identified danger. So if you're, it's not medication, it's probably this interpretation of it, this whole story we have around it of like, what if I have a side effect? Um, what if I'm allergic to it? That's a good one. Who's got those? And start rattling them off because it's usually some sort of what if, what if I feel bad? What if I get a side effect? And then it's this whole weird thing of like, this thing is in my body and I can't get it out. That's usually a common thing with medication. Like if I take it and like, if I'm somewhere, I can leave. If I take medication, I'm stuck with it. It's weird, but it's another version of trapped. Like I'm stuck with this thing in me and I have to wait, I don't know, whatever the pill says, four to six hours to stop until I can stop fighting for my life. So (laughs) like, 
sometimes we're not even scared of things. We're scared that we're gonna be scared when we take the medication, then we can't get rid of scared because the medication's stuck in us. Anybody like relate on the chat? I see all of the things. <laughs> And I think that comes especially often up with the COVID vaccine. And um, this is where we're going to move to because we, I have two questions about pandemic and, and the vaccine, which ties nicely into that. I'm, hang, I'm having a very hard time with the pandemic. My anxiety about catching COVID is through the roof all the time. I'm terrified to see my family and friends and terrified of the vaccine. How do I navigate something so real? It's interesting, right? Because sometimes or usually anxiety is about imagined things or exaggerated mm -hmm. things, but here you have a real threat, right? So COVID is a threat, but the vaccine might also be a threat. Could be both. So the first thing is that your anxiety is actually quite a normal reaction, right? To just stop a second and say, hold on, what do I want to do? And there's so much misinformation out there. That is true. But I would advise you to choose one side, make one decision, and write down your pros and cons, what led to that decision, and then stick with that and be confident about your decision. And try to let go of the things that you cannot control. If you are wearing a mask and doing everything in a normal range to not get COVID, then there is really only so much that you can do. You cannot do more. Try and drop your control of, of trying to avoid catching COVID at all costs. Because there are so many people who have tried so hard and they're still caught it. And there's so many people who are so afraid and I never got it right there's just some things we cannot control we can only do the best that we can so do that take the action do the best that you can and diffuse all residual fear by saying this is out of my hands right because it could remember it's always yeah I could get sick yeah I could get a side effect as long as I'm alive I could die as long as I'm on my boat I could crash my boat if I'm in a car I could crash my car so it's always it's usually when it comes to that stuff it's the what ifs, and then you start feeling like, sort of like, like disheartened because it's like damned if I do, damned if I don't. Like I don't want to catch COVID, but I want to get the vaccine because I'm. And usually, and if you're making decisions based in fear, you're gonna just keep spiraling because if you're doing things because of fear, it's never going to work. You do things because, like, like Aida was just saying, you make decisions based on what's good for me, what I, if there was no fear, what would I still choose to do? Remember, fear helps you fight danger. So you're being alerted to, Michelle, you could have COVID, you could have a side effect. And that, so like I've been saying the last couple of weeks, there's like two tiers. There's the alert, which is fear and earnesty and all that stuff that comes with it. And then how you respond to it, the situation once you've been alerted. So you're gonna go, I could catch COVID. You say. Yeah, I could. Everybody in the world absolutely could. Like, this is for real. Yes, you could. Your power is in your now what? Because if you're living your life to try and prevent things from happening that always could, you're going to keep, if you're fighting, your body keeps sending you fear to fight. Make decisions based on decisions, not based on fear. Okay, fear helps you fight when there's danger right now. And when you're making decisions, it's usually where we're stuck is we're fighting danger that could be but it could be I could get sick I could get whatever and then we're fighting the coulds don't fight the coulds not at them acknowledge them who gets stuck in the coulds a lot of people again it's so we're talking about COVID but it could be kind of anything I could get sick I could have stroke, choke, uh, heart attack uh, mm -hmm. fainting <laughs> what's 
staying stuck like this, I could, this could develop into a mental illness. I could go crazy. These thoughts could mean that I'm going to do this horrible thing I'm thinking about. Yes, that all could be. Yes. And that moment when you say, yes, that could be, this is where your freedom lies. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. in the, okay, this could be, so let me do, fight with all my might that this doesn't happen. This is right. where anxiety lives. This, yeah. not in the, yeah, that could happen. Right. right. But you, not waiting for certainty either. Like we're looking for certainty too. Not no. that. No. And, and trust yourself. Like you, you are a, a competent human being. You've navigated through life till this point. You will know what to do, when to do it. When something bad happens, it doesn't mean you're going to drop dead, right? This is what anxiety wants to tell you. Everything's going to be out of control. You're going to be out of control. You won't. Trust yourself. Start with little steps. I can handle hard things. Make that your mantra. Yeah. Like we not, you're not waiting for, most of us are waiting for a guarantee of safety. A guarantee of future safety. If I know I won't get sick, then I'll go. But because I don't know, right? Who gets stuck in ambivalence and uncertainty? And there's no like, because I don't know. Yes, you get to say, yeah, I don't know. It's the acceptance of uncertainty, not waiting for certainty to, 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 to then do things. Acceptance of uncertainty. Because that's the only guarantee is uncertainty. And uncertainty is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right? So you must be willing, you must be willing to experience that discomfort of not knowing. This is when your anxiety is going to scream and say, oh my God, are you crazy? But guess what? That pain, that is healing pain. Okay. It's not pain that makes you worse. It's healing pain, right? When you sit with your uncertainty, sit with your discomfort, always keep in mind, this is healing me, although it is painful. Okay. Then we have another question about pandemic and COVID. I think it ties into the same thing, but I'm going to read it anyway. I made a decision not to get the COVID vaccine based on a discussion with my naturopath. I'd like more time to pass to see what other side effects come to light. Having said that, I do get anxious about the coronavirus, more specifically the Delta variant. I exercise and eat right, and yet I'm finding anxiety with my decision to not get the vaccine. However, when I think of getting the vaccine, I think about potentially putting something into my body that I can take back. I'd oh. like to feel that grounded with my decision. I would like to feel grounded with my decision. I think we just answered um, that that question in length. Okay, let's move on to something else. I don't know if this is. Sorry, this is kind of confusing. This sheet. I'm coming to leap on leaps and bounds in most areas, but can't seem to get past the being 100% on my own. I point black refuse. I seek reassurance. And if no safety people are around, then game over. Mm. I'm clearly still afraid of panic and don't believe I can do this. You know what? Let me tell you something. You don't need to believe that you can do this to do it. Okay. If you wait for you to trust yourself and to feel safe that you can handle that, forget it. You're going to wait forever. And I think Barry said that once, and I think it's so fitting. It feels like jumping off a cliff with no safety net. If you're waiting to see that safety net, okay, I'm going to jump and then it's going to be fine. It's not going to happen. You must first do it and to experience that nothing happens. Right. Actions come first. Now, again, this is because fear is not danger. 
fear and danger pair together are where they belong. Fear helps you to fight danger. We, st- we don't feel safe when we feel fear. You are in, in no more danger when you're in fear than if you were in you know something else, right? You're just more scared. So just differentiating that, I mean, that was one of the questions somebody just posted here on this chat. Best thing to do right in the midst of panic when you can't leave the situation. Okay, what's panic? Is panic fear or danger? Like keep like two little sheets. Wait, what's happening right now? I'm in the middle of a situation and I feel like I need to leave right now. Am I leaving because of fear or am I leaving because of danger? Absolutely leave because of danger. Immediately take all of that energy and don't dare through it. Don't accept and allow, leave. Once you identify danger, once you identified fear, that's dare helps you kind of call bullshit on it. It's wow, fear feels so scary, but I don't fight fear the same way I fight danger. I don't have to do a thing for fear. Fear requires no work or effort or anything on my part. See, that's that's key. Thank you, Michelle. Say that again. That's so important. Yeah, I don't know what I said. Do nothing. No, do nothing. 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 <laughs> Just ease, right? In that moment, like that urge is so high to do something. Right. Like your instinct is to, you know, all of that fight, you know, freeze, uh, flee, whatever. But what you actually have to do is nothing. Ease into that fear. Ease into it. When it comes up and you're like, oh my God, I hate this. I can't stand this. Well, try easing into it. No, mm-hmm. spaghetti. Enjoy someone's uh, William. That's awesome. Enjoy the fear. Ah, Michelle, that's good. <laughs> enjoy it. Try it. It sounds ridiculous. Like, how could I enjoy something so scary? Yeah, in the beginning, you don't. It's a process, but you can do it. And the more you are able to ease into it, the faster it goes away. Right. And even do nothing. Everybody's on here. Okay, how do I do nothing? I'm trying really hard to do nothing. You're doing so. I've been saying like the opposite of do is be. So just be like people are still doing nothing and actively trying to do nothing. Saying words, saying like things over and over and over again to try and convince yourself is doing. You're exerting attention and energy. If you notice there's a lot of attention and energy going towards what you're trying to do nothing about, right? It's Oh, there's this thing. Diffuse, allow, and run towards is me while I'm focused on the thing to say, oh, there's that thing. That's not danger. That can be there. That could be there even more. This shouldn't be a 12-hour process. This is like, oh, that, fair enough. But this is where I'm looking. This can stay here. Do nothing means notice what's here and no actions or energy or attention need to go towards it anymore. You'll then take your focus back here back to life to what you were doing engaged, right michelle the first That's three easy. steps are huh uh-huh engage Re- redirect your focus because right. this is so unimportant that you can just direct your focus to 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 something else one two three on the right side or the left side and then turn around cool, <laughs> cool. Um, this also a classic one, um, anxiety during PMS, any advice? Well, <laughs> women are doomed. <laughs> Let me say Just joking. Um, that's <laughs> it, right? Just like you expect to feel cranky and you get cramps and you get whatever, like hormones do a lot of things. That's how you get your period every month, right? So like it, hormones do things that affect your body. Expect it rather than brace yourself for it. 
But like, again, if you're using words like Aida, right? Oh my God, I'm doomed, here we go again. Oh, here comes the third week. Oh, I just gotta get through this. How do I dare through this? Like, what else should I do? Expect it. Just like if I know I'm bringing my kids to that toy store and they haven't had a nap and they are tired and they're, I'm expecting them to have a tantrum because they want that toy. But it's like, I feel more anxious right now. And I feel a little more cranky right now. Maybe I feel a little more irritable right now. Maybe I will and maybe I won't, but I'm gonna like have a willing attitude towards it. Expect it, expect it, expect it, expect it. This, this question comes up on every um, call and it always surprises me. Um, I think we should probably just make a separate video about it and put on the YouTube channel and maybe it'll pre-answer it because Anything, if your hormones are fluctuating, hormones are designed to elicit different reactions in your body. So expect it. Even if it's not, you know, if you're a guy, you know, get your period, right? It's like, there might be other, you know, thyroid things. There might be hormonal things that might be going on in your body. So expect all of your systems to be affected by it. You're, it's just another system in your body that maybe it's maybe a little more sensitive around that time. Same yeah. thing, expect it. Yeah. And you know yourself, you know how you will feel because you experience that every month. So warn your surroundings, your partner, your kids, <laughs> and you are free to, to demand more, more compassion and kindness in that time and try and practice self-care. So go tell your, your husband or your kids, you know what, you are going to drive the kids to school that upcoming week. And I'm going to go to bed at six and I'm not going to cook dinner that week because I'm fucking tired, right? The fatigue in PMS is unbelievable. I know that, right? So when you're tired, give yourself plenty of time to rest. And this is, I think, where everybody goes wrong because you are so depleted and most women are iron deficient. So you really do feel really bad, but you're trying to keep up the same routine and the same amount of workload. It, that's just not possible that you can feel good doing that, right? Prepare yourself, talk with your family or with whomever you're living and try to practice self-care, get more rest. Um, I'm not going to say eat healthy because that doesn't go well with the cravings, right? You eat whatever you want, right? But just rest. And if you give yourself permission to feel irritable, to feel uh, vulnerable and um, a lot of emotions, different emotions, then it's going to, it's going to, you, you, you will be more able to ease into it. And it's not going to be such a traumatic experience from month to month. Right. So expect it rather than brace yourself for it. And like you guys are, you all already have the premium app. We have a whole section with the calendar Mark it on your calendar, even not in, maybe if not in the app on your own calendar so that you are aware of and you're not like surprised every month. I have some people that don't keep track of it. So you might see it correlates with heightened levels of anxiety. Remember, anxiety is not the problem. The feeling of anxiety is not the problem. It's how I treat anxiety as it fluctuates. So if it's going high and every month, I'm like, ah, it's this that's keeping you stuck not this, allow the fluctuation. Okay. And keep track of it. Keep track of it. Just so you know how to like, you know, what to expect. Okay. Here's another question about um, uncertainty. How can we overcome our unacceptance of uncertainty um, needing to know for sure? <laughs> I think we already addressed that. You will never know for sure. If you accept that you will never know for sure and you let go of the effort to try and know for sure, 
it's going to take care of itself. But as long as, even if you just, you know, a tiny, tiny bit trying to get this, or let me just Google one last time. <laughs> let me just read more, one more experience on Reddit <laughs> or something. Uh, you will stay stuck. Let it go. Life is uncertain. And think about it. Like how many things did you know years ago? How were you certain that you were still alive? 2021 you, you weren't but you still are right try to keep that mindset i can be okay even if i don't know what's happening i mean you can diffuse it even with humor by saying well if i would know that would be so boring right i don't want to have a boring life i want to keep it excited so i don't know let's see what happens everybody's like no i want to know i want a boring <laughs> life. I just want to know everything ever that's going to happen forever so i can be prepared for it yeah but michelle it's not our favorite phrase let's see now what? And let's see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. Let's see. Right. Right. And like the answer, honestly, is I don't know. I don't know. Remember, your alarm's going. Oh my gosh! I don't know. I don't know. And the, all my existential anxiety people out there, put your hands up. Right? Like anybody in the chat? Like who? Yeah. I. Who am I? Who's moving my body? Who is like? What's going to happen? What if I get sick? What am I? How am I going to feel? That's like a good common one that everybody tries, everybody tries to like appease. I don't know how I'm going to feel. If I knew I would feel no anxiety, if I knew anxiety would just be for this finite period of time, then I could accept it. But because I don't know how it's going to last, I need to know. No, guess what? You don't because you don't ever find the answer on Googling. Anybody's in this perpetual state of checking their blood pressure all the time. There's no end to that cycle. Let me just check it because I feel scared. Oh, the numbers are good. Okay, the numbers are good. Until I feel bad again. Oh, the numbers are bad. Well, let's just keep checking it more. See, we're, we're like not staying alive. We're trying to feel better, but we're using the stay alive part of our body to try and feel better as if we feel better, we're going to keep ourselves alive, right? So the answer to the unanswerable is I don't know. I don't know, right? Do you know anxiety? I don't know. Uh, but go figure it out. Go Google it. Oh, no. You know that that same narrative, it's boring. Come up with something new. Like we've had that. We've been over that for, I don't know, six years, asking if I'm real or if I'm not. Well, since my heart is beating, I guess I'm real. Maybe I don't feel real, but fuck it. I'll feel real again sometime when. I don't know. Right? I don't know. This is what true allowance really means, trying to control things and trusting that you're not in danger as michelle always says hold on for a second am i in danger am i no i'm not then it's anxiety so fuck it right right do you know what you know you know what you actually know whatever's happening right the second so you know i am wearing a black shirt and you know right it is 12 24 p.m eastern time that's what you know you know if you're that's hungry. not true michelle it's 6 30 p.m like you know what's here this is what you know is here we're looking for like this is certain certainty is happening here certainty cannot be found there so acknowledge like the possibilities of there but your certainty is here we get stuck in this weird sort of disconnect where you'll always be fighting here your alarm will always ring here but if your mind's off in there that's where that weird sort of like purgatory is where we're living in this fight of the coulds does not work. So stop looking for certainty in the coulds. There's no such thing. You can't find certainty in uncertainty. I mean, you can be certain that there's uncertainty and let 
that shit go. Just let it go. And then again, one, two, three, diffuse allow retorts, engage. engage. <laughs> cool. <clears throat> Next question. I'm working on dear and I see great progress, but I have prolonged ongoing stress from family issues. Does the ongoing stress work against recovery? That's a tricky question. Yes and no, because it's again about how you respond to stressors. That is really important. But at the same time, ongoing stress will keep your sensitization high. Meaning when you're sensitized, you will inevitably have sensations, whether the, those are physical sensations or mental sensations. So expect that to happen, right? Because you do need to desensitize in order and do dare in order for these sensations to gradually disappear. So be prepared that sensations will, will be up and therefore your anxious mind will have, will be more active. Like, oh, that was a stupid heartbeat and I had a stupid thought and now it's that. But you can navigate your, your way the same, the same way you use dear for all other situations when you don't have ongoing stress. Just prepare that it's gonna be maybe a little bit more work, but in essence, it is the same. Right, Michelle? Right, right. Higher levels of anxiety are not an anxiety disorder. Higher levels of anxiety are not, it's coming back, I'm having a setback. Just like higher levels of sad is not a sad disorder, right? It's like, sometimes I feel sad. Sometimes I feel less sad, right? Sometimes I feel anxious. Sometimes I feel more anxious. And of course, this is going to fluctuate as stress levels are fluctuating, right? If there's shit going on in my family, my anxiety level is going to go up. That's never the problem, okay? It's when, when stress levels rise and then my anxiety rise, and then I take that next step, right? That those meta Michelle pictures that I have that some of you may have seen, or is it? No, I'll find it later, but it's like, oh, it's this. Okay. Okay. So here's the situation. Here's your family stuff. Okay. I know this is sunflower. So here's your family stuff. And here's you having thoughts and feelings about this. Okay. But the attention is here. Oh, I'm having thoughts and feelings about this and I feel good, right? These, this fluctuates, but we get stuck in like meta lands. Meta is awareness of what, what it is of the self, right? So it's cognition is how you think. Metacognition is thinking about your thinking. So here I have thoughts and feelings about stressors, right? And this is labeled as the problem. But here I'm having thoughts and feelings about my thoughts and feelings about the problem. So now my stress level is up, but now I'm moving when I, when I'm doing a lot of stuff about here, right? I move problem from here to now here. And I start labeling, I'm feeling as the problem. My thoughts are a problem. Oh my gosh. And then we're trying to control who tries to control everybody else in their life. So they don't freak out. Who's who on there say, don't do all this. I have anxiety. I, I can't hear this right now. I can't hear this problem because I'll feel worse or it'll send me into a panic attack. So we try and avoid all these outside stressors to try to control these feelings because we're still treating these feelings as important as dangerous and needs attention as, as needing focus. And that's, we're here to show you like it, it doesn't. Expect your levels to, guilty, I just saw. <laughs> guilty. <laughs> like, Stressors rise, expect these levels to rise. That's them doing their job. If there's something going on, right? Your body acts as if there's something going on, but this is not dangerous. This is not a problem. It's a response to an identified problem, a perceived problem. So keep the problem here, not here. 
So in essence, don't allow your anxious mind, you know, to 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 throw its opinion on you. Oh, this now means that, right? This now means that, 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 that. Be aware of that. You're going to get through it. Everybody goes through periods in life where it's super stressful. Like nobody dies from that. Okay. So trust your strength. Trust that you can you can handle that amount of stress, knowing that it will calm down. Nothing lasts forever. Thank you for listening to The Dare Podcast. The Dare app has over 1 million downloads and is helping people all around the world to overcome anxiety and panic attacks. You can download the app for free at dareresponse.com.